Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going over there with you? It's going good. How's it going with you? Going good. Going good indeed. Uh, So, it's been seven days since last episode. What have you played within that time? Uh, Well, I found out that there's a no-die mode in Tunic, so I went ahead and finished off the game uh, just so I could finish the story part of it. Um, there is like multiple endings, but I wasn't really overly curious about that. Um, but I did want to see like the, the one kind of not ending ending. Um, so I did power through that. Um, it was all right. I missed a lot of stuff. There's a lot of secrets. Um, and then it opened up the new game plus, which I'm not really going to dive into cause I don't have that much interest in it. So, mm-hmm. um, been playing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, nothing really super jumping out at me. I'm still trying to look for that one game to really dive into and go with. So, Okay, okay. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the show, but when I was doing my uh, search through Game Pass, I did try out Tunic. Um, I played it for about two hours or so, and I thought, okay, this is good, but I, I didn't have... I, I, I kind of landed somewhere where you were, where I thought, like, okay, this is a. there's nothing like wrong with this game it just didn't really quite i don't know didn't didn't really sort of stick with me kind you kind of have to be a dark souls fan to really play into the game yeah yeah and i i like the atmosphere i like the art design the controls were good you know no sort of problems with those things um but no it was yeah it was fine basically my sentiment from that so uh but no i won't be going back to it to finish it or anything so um that's that with that um, so Last of Us Part 1, I'm still going through. Uh, for those of you that know the story, I just got up to the part with David. Um, I won't get into... That's quite big sort of spoiler territory. Like, literally, if I mention anything about that part, it will sort of spoil things for the game. And some of you might be thinking, like, Hey, Matt, it came out in 2013, so-and-so. Um, but hey, people might be experiencing this game for the first time at the moment. I mean, you might know about the main big spoiler, Um you know the the start of the game, but uh, it doesn't mean that you'll know about everything else. But um, yeah, it's an interesting part of the game as well. A um, couple of kind of challenging set pieces that you go through, which are quite good. Um, still picked up a couple of new weapons today for that game. Um, picked up like a flamethrower, which was uh, which was quite cool. Um, but yeah, I'm slowly I I slowly sort of managed to adjust myself from my last of us 2 brain to my last of us 1 brain in terms of like you know the level design and the the gameplay and um everything like that so i've got to grips with that pretty well um joel is quite a melee focused character and i don't think that ellie necessarily is i'm not saying she can't do melee obviously she's got her her knife in part 2 but uh, ellie's much more about like agility and running around whereas joel is more sort of you know powerhouse type stuff um so they've got their different ways of playing but um yeah with part two where you're sort of encouraged more to sort of dive around because you can do the pro mechanic and dodge more and you know move a lot more um whereas with i feel like with one or part one um you're encouraged to like use more bottles and distractions because you do pick up quite a few bottles and bricks and stuff um some people have like a question by the way which is about like um, for the stun weapons, I guess you'd call them, do you prefer the um, brick or the bottle? They don't actually make any difference, I don't think. I think they're just aesthet- aesthetically different. Um, but 
bottles is kind of what I prefer, but you, you get what you get in that world. So, <laughs> you know, um, there's that. I've really enjoyed using the, the nail bomb. For those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's this little, it's this thing that Joel gets, and it's like a metal, um, can uh, little container thing and there's like knives and scissors and stuff like that and uh you can throw it to where it explodes and like shrapnel sort of goes everywhere but um that can cause quite a lot of damage which is good um but no i'm i'm still having a very good time with it haptic feedback on it is still really good i'm still having a couple of weird sound issues with it i can't can't quite seem to get the 3d audio right but what did happen this week as well is uh, there was an update to the PlayStation system software, and they included some new audio options. And there's quite a few different options. There's like stereo audio and 3D audio. So I'm kind of experimenting with that a little bit. Um, and I checked my 3D audio profile, which I didn't remember that that was a thing, and I had it set on low. So I changed it to five, which is high. Um, hopefully that will make some some difference either that or it might be i don't know because when i play like cod from 2019 um i mean the the emphasis on the 3d audio in that particular cod game they did some really big new things um i might try like a different pair of i might try this pair of earphones or something just just to see if like the headphones i'm using have a problem with the game or i don't know I, i can't really put my finger on what it is i don't think it's a problem with the game um but there's there's a lot of different options for audio and maybe I'm just not quite using the right stuff um, for it. But aside from that, uh, I mean, I'm hearing the game fine and everything. Like, I'm not having sound issues. I'm having 3D audio sort of sound issues. Um, so there's all that stuff. Um, played a bunch of COD in the last couple of days. I'm trying to sort of, like, make the most of that before the beta for the new one comes out. Um, we're supposed to get the multiplayer reveal this week. Uh, which is the 15th, and then the beta starts on the 16th, I think. Um, So I'll be talking, obviously, about all of that, both the multiplayer reveal stuff and the actual, uh, my first impressions from the beta. Obviously, that will be a little bit different to the main game. I I don't even know what game mode we're getting with the beta, but we shall shall see, because I'm pretty sure three years ago when they did the beta or the alpha, it was a 2v2 game mode. Uh, That was all that you could play. It was just to test the game, obviously, but we shall see about all of that. Um, any ideas as to why I'm having, uh, I don't know how much of an audio person you are, any ideas as to what the issue could be, like my headphones or my audio setup or what could be... Honestly, more than likely, if anything else, it's the, uh, the headphones, so... Possibly, yeah, yeah, so I might try this pair later on, uh, might help out with that, um, but, uh, yeah, that's basically what I've been playing this week is a bunch of Last of Us Part 1... Um, some COD, which has been, which has been fun. Um, I mean, it's at a period now where, like, we're right in the last sort of month or couple of weeks. Like, I'm just kind of having fun messing about on that game. Like, because I, I, I looked through my classes and I'm like, which gun have I sort of never actually used before? Um, and I am, judging by my unlocks, I am not an LMG person at all. <laughs> so, um, I, I tried some of those, which was good. But yeah, that's, uh... That's pretty much that. Um, but no, Last of Us Part One's good so far. Um, yeah, so I'll 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 finish that one run through. Um, I don't actually want to review it until I do my collectibles run because there's still like beats in the story. Obviously, I'm going to do like spoilery talk when I do my review for it. 
Um, and I want to kind of go through them one more time just to really sort of take everything in because again it's been like five years since I've touched this uh, this story and I want to make sure I get I mean I'm sure I'll do podcasts later on like other themes or characters or things like that that's why I made a podcast for The Last of Us which is so I could dig into all that stuff um, and I have a brand new game to to explore with that which is good um, but maybe it's just because like because I've gone through Last of Us 2 so many times and I've like just gotten back to a fresh run of this so I want to go through it go through it at least a couple of times and get those collectibles and really kind of take everything in until I do my uh review for that um but at the moment I'm not like if I see collectibles I pick them up on my way um but I'm sort of just focusing on the story beats and the gameplay and the new technology and everything so there's that anyway that's it for what we've been playing and stuff let's move into some other things Alright, so of course we are sponsored at the moment currently by Manscaped. They sell men's different grooming products and uh, care sort of products and things like that. Uh, They are going to send me some new stuff soon as well. They sent me an email about that the other day, so I'll have some new stuff to talk about very, very soon. But you can get different clothes from them, um, different razors, shavers, things to trim hair with and whatnot. Uh, ear and nose head trimmers, those are really good as well, um, so you can you can buy some of those things. Um, in terms of quality, very professional, very first class, uh, in terms of, you know, packaging, the way the items are stored in the packaging, uh, the actual items themselves, nothing feels like it's cheap or it's going to break or rip or anything like that, so really, really good stuff. Um, but if you're Googling Manscaped, you don't need to do that, you can simply go back to your podcast player, wherever you're listening to this episode, and click on the link in the show notes to go over to Manscaped's website, have a look at what they've got for yourself over there, because um, I haven't mentioned everything that they've got, but they've got different uh, sets of things as well, so different packages of things, uh, individual items, so pick and choose from that what you want, whether it's for yourself or somebody else, um, so check out all of that, and if you want to get a discount with uh, our promo code you can of course do that you can either copy and paste from the show notes or type in in the promo code box etalkuk that's e-t-a-l-k-u-k that'll get you 20% off your order and that nice free shipping cost oh as well um so yeah either copy and paste the promo code from the show notes or type it in etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k click apply 20% off free shipping with manscaped <clears throat> thanks to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening now let's get into some housekeeping hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, there was no football this weekend in case some of you missed the big news. The Queen passed away this week, Queen Elizabeth II. So that meant that the football was not on this weekend, which, say about that whatever you want to. Um, Personally, I don't think it completely makes sense, but it is what it is. Uh, but there's that. It might be called off next weekend as well. In terms of Thursday's games, I don't know because that's actually a different competition and a different channel. So uh, I don't know what's going on with the Thursday football because that's obviously Europa League. But I decided to take that time to do a special uh, bonus episode kind of and talk, do a little bit of a catch up on the transfer talk. I've mentioned a few players here and there that have left. Two of those are Eric Bailey and James Garner, both of which I think have been treated unfairly or badly but in different contexts and in and for different reasons so I talked about both of those players as compared to some of the other players that are getting chosen etc etc and those sort of issues are ones that run through the club for like two three years so some some ongoing issues uh DC films they release those sometimes uh Black Adam is coming up very very soon the end of October So I decided to take some time to do a preview podcast for Black Adam. Who's going to be in the film? What's the character going to be like? Is Superman going to show up? Is it going to connect to anything else? We've got Amanda Waller in there. Um, All that type of stuff. Talking about Black Adam box office predictions, kind of. Uh, All that type of stuff as well. That's obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson's film starring Black Adam, which is coming out next month. Over on the United cast, the wins kept continuing. Uh, sorry, the, the the wins didn't keep continuing. Sorry, we lost 1-0 against Real Sociedad. Um, a penalty given in one of the most bizarre situations I've seen in football, which is saying something. Uh, so that was the first defeat in the Europa League, the first of six group stage games. So we're still in the Europa League. We just need to get some points on the board. So there was that one. Uh, over on the United cast, a big, good win over Arsenal last weekend. It was 3-1 with Marcus Rashford gaining two goals and Anthony scoring on his debut, the new Brazilian right winger, uh, which is very, very good for his debut. Very happy for him with that. Over on Gaming Talk last week, we talked about Assassin's Creed. We'll be talking about Assassin's Creed again today. Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, specifically Spider-Man mods um, and some Dreamer stuff as well. So we've got all that going on. Over on the over on the United cast as well, we beat Leicester City by one goal to nil. So that was very, very good as well. Uh, over on the chat podcast, I did this month's episode catching up with stats from July and August. So Entertainment Talks progress over the months of July and August. Talked about some podcast plans, some rough podcast plans for September, October and a little bit of November. And also talked about the process of decorating my room, which is now finished, which is good. So that's the chat podcast. Uh, gaming talk uh, the week before that we talked about uh, some of the Gamescom stuff, uh, the Expanse, Callisto Protocol and where wins meet so we talked about all of that um, then we've got a, a bonus episode for the chat podcast that's talking about my stance and my thoughts on all things religion so if you want to check that one out as well and that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's get into some news
Alright, let's start off with... Uh, we basically got three sort of showcases to talk about this week. We've got uh, Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red, uh, Ubisoft things, and then Disney and Marvel games. Uh, let's start off with the one that happened first. Uh, there's not a ton to talk about here, even though there was quite a long video on CD Projekt Red's channel. Um, they put out a new update. The update is out right now. That's one of the patch updates. I wrote here that it didn't do much. Um, there is a bunch of... I didn't go and read them all myself. Uh, I, I just watched the, the video that was there. So there's probably some other bits and pieces and things. Um, yeah, they basically did another update which improves things. Um, and did more sort of like small... Sm- nice additions, but smaller and nice sort of additions to the game. Uh, you can do things now like um, set up different like... I think it's like 10 different selections of a wardrobe. Um, if you want to like sort of do that. So that's cool. Um, and they talked about like some other improvements. And other sort of things going on. Some new jobs and things like that. But um, that was kind of on the smaller side. As compared to. Uh, they announced the name of the expansion. The first expansion that's coming out. It's called Phantom Liberty. And it's coming out in 2023. Um, and it's only going to be. On current gen consoles. So that is PlayStation 5. Xbox Series S and X I think. And on PC. So this uh, expansion that's coming out. Is leaving behind PS4 and Xbox One. Now I did see a video pop up. That said Xbox One players are going to be reimbursed. In some way shape or form. Now seeing as that doesn't include me. I didn't read into that. But if you are an Xbox One player. um, I don't know what they mentioned about PS4. Um, that you can go and get some sort of reimbursement of some kind, but um, that's out there as well. Um, yeah, they showed a trailer for Phantom Liberty. It's got Johnny Silverhand returning, obviously Keanu Reeves, which is cool. Which is interesting considering the ending, or one of the end, the ending that I got for the game anyway, um, which is cool. So I'm looking forward to that. In terms of this update, it didn't really do anything for me. I mean, I reinstalled the game just so that like it was reinstalled I guess I didn't need to really bother sort of doing that I didn't actually jump back in myself my thing with cyberpunk now is okay so this expansion that's got like new big story stuff I'll go in and I'll play that when that comes out but it's it's great where it's great that they like feel the need continuously to like okay we'll add more vehicles and add more clothes and more guns and missions and that's Nice, it's really good that you're adding that stuff to the game and this is in free updates. But there's no fundamental reason for me to go in there and play those gigs and those side quests and things like that. And my thing with that is there's so many characters throughout the while you're doing the main story of the game. Obviously you meet like a lot of characters and you're living in like a crime centric sort of night city. Um is you have so many characters throughout the game anyway that message you like continuously and to to a point where it started bugging certain players um that like okay do do you almost as if it was like procedurally generated within the world like you could sort of call up any character and whatever and get like different missions and there was already tons of missions there anyway so again it's good that you're adding more new missions but it seems like ra- random just gigs and random stuff to do which if you love spending time in this world and your level like whatever and you you love going back in to uh cyberpunk that's great it's giving you more stuff to do i'm just not sure of like for, for me for my my point of where i'm at in the game 
I'm not sure of what the purpose is of me going in there and doing random side quests is. Because I've... If it was a case of like, oh, I want to level up a little bit in the main story to make my character stronger. That would be an idea. But I've already finished the main story. Um, There's two things I kind of would have wanted them to do. One of which they are doing. Which is come out with more expansions. Which this Phantom Liberty is the first of those. And the other thing, I don't know how you... I don't think they'll do this, the other option I'm going to mention in a second. Is go back to the life path things. Which was what, Nomad, Street Kid, and Corporate. I think that the names of those were. Which is like different personality things for your character. Make those have more differences in the story. Because if they were to say... Like, hey, if you go if you go back and you start a new game. We've added like new sections of the stories individually for these three things. I mean, I, I'd more than willingly go back in and play, like, if those three stories had more differentiating things between them and, like, had wildly different endings or something, almost as if they were, like, three kind of different stories with some of the same characters but three different stories, I would go in and I would play all three of those. But it's only really the start of the game where that makes a difference. So there's just, there's just not really much of a reason for me to go back into Cyberpunk and play random side quests for... XP and money which I'm not really going to do anything with because I've done the story It it's not as if like let's say there's a gun in a shop or something and it's like oh it's really powerful it's a nice assault rifle or something and I want to buy it for an upcoming story mission so I do some side quests get some money and buy it but I've done the, the story um, I suppose on the bright side of that I just will wait till next year when they come out of Phantom Liberty and I can just do that story mission um, but where do you, where, what do you kind of think of uh, what was sort of mentioned here, Robert? Yeah, uh, I mean, I already checked out of uh, Cyberpunk, which is unfortunate because I was so amped for it for so long and then just got let down so much by it. Um, I mean, it's cool that they're still doing stuff and they're yeah, still yeah. Um, adding to it. It's just not anything I care about, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, it's it's nice that they haven't, like, you know... Oh, we'll just patch the game and then leave it. Like, no, they're they're trying to like add more life to this game and add like more outfits for people to go and buy and th- that sort of thing. Almost as if they're trying they're trying to get players to find like here's ha- here's more things you can buy and use if you want to sort of like live more in the cyberpunk world. And I would like to do that, but I would like to do that to do that with more story quests. Instead of just like, oh, go to a random person, they have a target for you to kill, go and kill them, and then that's it. And I do want to say to our audience as well, for those of you that are playing Cyberpunk, I don't know how many of you are, if you're sort of like screaming into your phone or whatever and thinking like, no, the side quests do this and do that and they have this other benefit. And there's if there, if there for those of you that are currently still playing Cyberpunk, if there's more of a sort of like interesting reason for me to go back into the game, I'm more than willing to do that. But if you've found within certain like side quests or something that there's like cool characters to meet or like cool things to do that have a bigger impact than just a side quest, do do let me know and do let me know which sort of ones they are and and that kind of stuff because I I do want to jump back into this world. I just want more of a reason to do it because I when I went through and this was before the next gen patch even came out. Um, when I was streaming a bunch of Cyberpunk, I was very much enjoying my time. With the game, I thought the world was cool. I thought the characters were really interesting. I was really invested in the characters and my V, my, my version of V. 
um i thought it was a great time so i would love to go back into that world and like the, the futuristic sci-fi techie sort of stuff which is what i liked in season three of westworld i really like all that stuff i just want more more of a instead of just like oh here's a cool new outfit for you to go and wear like that's great that's really good just just give me like a different reason to go back in I suppose. So again, if anybody's playing this game that's listening to this and you're thinking like, oh no, Matt, after you finish the main story, you can go and do this and this and this and it's really cool. Let me know about that stuff because I am, I am curious. So, um, they also talked a bit about the, um, Edge Runner series that is of course coming, uh, September, I think it's 30, I think it's this week coming up, uh, the Edge Runner series, that's an anime series for Cyberpunk. I will be watching that, I will be reviewing that i don't know how many episodes or the length and i'm not familiar myself that much with anime stuff so that would be like a new area of tv for me to go and check out i know i know there's a bunch of great ones my sister watches some of that stuff and she's recommending me like attack on titan which i've seen i've seen like trailers for attack on titan it looks great i've just not i've just not stepped into that anime world yet so i know there's like one piece and um one punch man and all all, all these like cool sounding shows um but cyberpunk is going to be my first proper one of those the uh, Edge Runner series. Um you cancelled your Netflix, didn't you? Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. It just the, it was too expensive and it wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. So but I will be checking that out. Um don't know when a review of that will come, but uh just look out for that at some point soon. Uh so I guess that will be our next piece of cyberpunk content. Um so they they talked about some stuff within that you can find like guns and jackets and stuff in the game that you'll see in the show. So that again that's really cool stuff, but that is what that is. Um, before we go, because you've got more stuff written about Ubisoft here, I want to do just a little Assassin's Creed focused thing here and talk about what they showed for. So once I've talked about Assassin's Creed, I'll shift over to you, and then you can talk about your other uh, Ubisoft notes. Uh, I think that works that way. Um, so yeah, they did a part, they did a Ubisoft forward, um, kind of stupidly at the same time that Disney were doing the twenty three. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was interesting to see, like, oh, Assassin's Creed news, Marvel news, Disney news, Assassin's Creed news. <laughs> I was yeah, it's keep... kind of news overload this week. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we won't be covering, uh, well, we'll be covering some D23 stuff this week, but more for the game stuff. Uh, I think David over on Geek Town put a roundup thing of the uh, D23 Disney stuff, so if you want to check that out, head, to, head over to uh, geektown.co.uk. Anyway, Assassin's Creed. Um, we have a question here, actually. I should probably go to this as, like, a jumping off point where is the question actually we have two questions uh harrison writes in and says um so dot 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 an assassin's creed cinematic universe uh i'm not sure about cinematic universe because to me that labels it as like you know films and stuff or tv shows and things um and then beth says uh so matt which assassin's creed game should i try seeing as there is a ton of them um i'll answer that question in a minute in terms of the assassin's creed because basically they announced like four or five games they announced like a mobile game they announced a bunch of different spin-off games they showed a cd C, cg trailer for uh mirage i think is how you pronounce that um i, I don't I, I can't quite i haven't been able to figure out for about two years what ubisoft really wants to do with assassin's creed um i've tried to figure it out but you know they keep throwing in they're just sort of I mean, like, if if I say in 2022, in September 2022, if I say cinematic universe, most of you probably think of like the MCU, 
which is half of its name, Marvel Cinematic Universe, or DCEU, whatever that is supposed to be these days. Um, those those are kind of the two that you think of, right? When someone says Cinematic Universe, but again, those are for films. So this is like a games universe thing. Um, I don't know if any of these games are supposed to be crossing over. I don't know if they're supposed to be connected. I don't know how you would do that because I, I saw like Assassin's Creed Helix. I saw Assassin's Creed this and that and whatever else. And I thought like, oh, should I find out what each of these are? Should I write the names down? I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all that. The one that I'm, I have written down that I'm going to actually talk about properly in a minute is Mirage, which seems to be more the main game going forward, like the main game for next year. The others are like spin-off games and mobile games and stuff that I'm not going to be playing. Um, so are they going to attempt a cinematic universe? I mean, if there's money on the table and you're an executive at Ubisoft, you would probably like the sound of that idea. Um, I, I don't, I've never ever thought of, of Assassin's Creed as like a cinematic sort of universe. I've always just thought of it as Desmond's story. Um, you know, Desmond and his friends against the Templars. Uh, he learns the bleeding effect, gets the abilities of his ancestors, Ezio and Altair. And then fights the Templars with that in modern day. That's that's always been the idea of Assassin's Creed. You, uh, Desmond lays down in the Animus, um, plays as or controls his ancestors. You obviously do that through the game. That's that's what I think of when I think of Assassin's Creed. Um, I I don't think it'll be a cinematic universe in the same way that the others are. I think they will try to make more of a franchise out of it. I think that's more the word I would lean on. Because they are attempting... I mean, they've done, like, bits and pieces before, right? Like, they've done the uh, the 2.5D Chronicles games, which were actually quite good. I, I, I did quite enjoy those. And that was before all the Valhalla Norse mythology stuff came out. Um, but, no, to me, I, I looked at, like, all these announcements, and I was like, what what are all the, all the Assassin's Creed, all, the, all these games? And then they showed, like, more of a trailer from Mirage, and I was like, okay, that's more like... The, the focus the the focal point here um i'll get to i'll get the best question now and I'll, I'll talk more about uh mirage so in terms of okay which games should you play the, the thing is about that you might like all of them i don't like all of them because i think after was it three after three they went a bit off the rails and that's where they completely changed I would say so that, that apparently they are meant to be remaking or remastering assassin's creed one I would wait for them to do that because um, I don't I don't know how well Assassin's Creed One would hold up now. Um, I think you can play that with backwards compatibility on Xbox. I don't know about PS4 and Five. Um, then there's the Ezio, Ezio Collection, which I think is two Revelations and Brotherhood. I would then play those. I think the order was supposed to be one, two, Brotherhood Revelations, then three. And then it was like Unity and all this other like syndicate and all this other kind of stuff where they like went to London and all this sort of thing. Um, I would rec- I would personally recommend that you stop after Assassin's Creed 3. But you know if you look up some other gameplay stuff for Unity or Rogue or whatever and you like that stuff. Um, Rogue is like very 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 loosely connected to the Desmond story but I've not even played that one. Because um, I read about what the story is about and I was like no I don't. It's It's about like this random Templar person who is sort of involved with the same era as Desmond's story but it doesn't really connect sort of properly um Black Flag is is quite good that's most people's favorite game from from the franchise um which ones have you played Robert uh I played 
most of two. I try to get into Black Flag, but Black Flag is when it goes into the the whole open world thing. So if you're not an open world person or you think the franchise shouldn't be open world, then that's kind of where your cutoff point is, is uh, four. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play Valhalla, finished the story part of it, have no desire to go back to any of the DLC um, or any of that stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'd recommend one, two... Revelations and Brotherhood. I can't remember which way around those are, but those ones. Then I, I would stop after three. That's what I. That's what I kind of wish I had sort of done. Even though I did really enjoy um, Bayek's story, I thought individually him as a character was quite interesting. And then it just uh, after that it just went to some other stuff. So um, if if you fancy a bit of a spin off after three, I would recommend. I think it's Origins. Is is when you're in Egypt and stuff like that. Is uh, you, you can climb on um, the pyramids and stuff that's that's probably the last one that i like thoroughly enjoyed odyssey is all right odyssey is where things got really really grindy to the point where i was like i don't know if i can continue with like literally continue with the game because i was so massively under leveled um in origins they do level gating but you level up a lot easier in that so yeah that's that's my answer start with one and work your way to three but remember brotherhood and revelations Re- really really good story with that altair that the sort of like the the trilogy characters if you want to call them that desmond altair Ezio. connor's cool as well connor's the playable character in three um but it's really the story of De- uh, desmond Ezio and altair which are really great characters so i'd i'd recommend those but i would recommend f- waiting until they remake ac1 um, I still look at Assassin's... Whenever I look at the first sequel for a game, right? So, like, a something-something 2. I always look at Assassin's Creed 2. And Assassin's Creed 2, from my earliest gaming memories, is one of the better examples of, like, literally how... Okay, go back to look at our first game. Look at what we did well. Look at what didn't work. And look at what sort of, like... Okay, what can we add to this game? Not just taking away bad stuff what can we add to this game to like evolve it and push it forward and i remember when i always remember when they put out a gameplay video for assassin's creed 2 and they said you can jump off of things and assassinate people it sounds really really simple now but i'm i remember loads of people at the time being like oh my god you can actually jump off of stuff now and because you in in assassin's creed 1 you had to stand next to somebody to assassinate them you couldn't jump off of anything to assassinate people i imagine with this remake or remaster they will add in that function from assassin's creed 2 there was loads of other stuff that they did in assassin's creed 2 where it's like yep that makes sense add that that it just they just added a bunch of stuff to the game to make it better basically so that is that's like a really good prime example of like okay what what should a video game like obviously it's a continuation of the story but with gameplay mechanics what should we how should we approach it and that's like a really really perfect example so uh, and that's one of the earliest examples i remember of like realizing more about like what can a sequel for a game do and looking back now crash bandicoot 2 and things like that definitely did things like that so really good anyway uh, assassin's creed mirage um it's got um, Basim or something, whatever his name, Basia. I think he's a character in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't think he was the playable character. I think he was one that's uh, part of the Creed that's sort of in that game. Um, they showed off a CG, CG trailer from Mirage. And 
yeah, it looks like, it looks like an actual proper Assassin's Creed game. You've got a person in the same classic like white outfit with the hood, um, hidden blade. He gets his one of his fingers cut off so that he can put the blade through his hands. If that makes any sense, um, the the marriage finger on your left um, hand. Uh, usually in the in the, in the older stories for the games, they would get that finger cut off so that basically when you clinch your fist. So you go to like punch a target um that your hidden blade comes through. Do you remember that in the in the stories? Yeah, that was a big part of one and two. They kinda of did away with that though. Yeah, yeah. I think in one of the other games it might have been three or revelations or something. Um I think it was with Ezio maybe. Uh I remember there was a scene with Leonardo da Vinci, who was like the inventor in that game and everything. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, we have to cut off your finger. And, like, Ezio's freaking out. I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> and then uh, he's like, no, I'm just kidding. We sort of did this technology thing. I can't remember what it was that they did that was different. I think the, I think the blade just came out a different way or something. But they have that in this trailer, so it's really going back to those days. Um, providing this game isn't too ridiculously grindy. Um, I know it doesn't have Desmond in it. Well, as far as we know, it doesn't have Desmond in it. I will try this game. I I don't care about any of the others. I really don't care about like the mobile game and Helix and all these other games. I I really don't care about those. But with the trailer here, I I just I looked at this trailer. I was like, yes, this is classic Assassin's Creed. This this is what Assassin's Creed should be. And I'm not saying a franchise can't evolve or change. It just shouldn't change its entire, um, you know setting to go to like fantasy and all this kind of stuff with like leaning more into the Witcher type thing um but no he has like hidden blade he's got a sword he's in the classic like assassin's creed outfit so i will pay attention and interest to this game um just because it's going back to those days i know i've kind of said before i wouldn't go back until it it, unless desmond came back but this at least it at least felt like okay you're doing something in the right direction and i want to support that at least this doesn't mean the game's going to be good or bad i'm just curious about it because it's harking back to like what assassin's creed used to be and what it used to be so good at doing so um anyway robert what did you think of the did you see the cg trailer i saw the cg trailer i mean it's cool that i know for the fans of the franchise that want more and they're getting more um there's all the rumored stuff that supposedly assassin's creed red is going to be set in japan um, I'm not a big fan of the mobile thing. Way too many things are going mobile these days. Yeah, that um, doesn't and really I don't fit think it's... Assassin's Creed either. So. Yeah. There's games you um, can do on mobile that are interesting. I don't know that that's one of them, though. So. Yeah, and I'm not knocking mobile games. I've had a lot of fun with different uh, mm-hmm. mobile games. I just don't see Assassin's Creed on that. Um, but outside of that, it's just one of those things that, you know, we'll just have to wait to get to the game, so... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we shall see you with that. Um... Yeah, Mi- Mirage. I you, you have my curiosity, basically. So um, I might not get Desmond back, <laughs> which is a shame. But um, yeah, this is at least like in a in a better, more interesting direction. So I I will pay. I'll keep an eye on that one. Um, in other news with that, yeah, they announced the Japan game. That might be interesting. Um, yeah, that, that could be interesting as well. We'll see what they what they do with that. I know fa- fans have been asking for that for like 10 years, honestly. Yeah, forever. Yeah, a long, long, long time. It's very much overdue. So, um, Assassin's Creed live-action Netflix show. 
is something that they announced as well. I didn't see any names attached to this, like director, showrunner, cast, characters. They just said, like, hey, it's in development at Netflix. Well, they already tried to do a... They already did an Assassin's Creed movie, and that nobody really bad. cared about it. That was really bad. Um, never saw it, never had any interest in seeing it. Yeah, I, I couldn't finish it. Um, there, were, there was some very, very bad camera work in that film that I that really sort of put me off. N- nothing wrong with Michael Fassbender. He's, he's a very good actor. Um, they also felt the need to like change the idea of what the Animus was for some reason. Um, I remember it being like there was a spike or something. There was like something picked up Michael Fassbender and he would like do the movements of the, I don't know. It's a, it's a stupid idea. It's really bad. So I, I, I haven't crossed, I haven't come across anybody that likes that film. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I think my dad watched it and he said it was fine. But, um, yeah, fine is still not really good. So, um, I don't have a lot of... <sighs> I don't know what to think about, like, Netflix doing a live-action show. But my... I, I guess, like... Okay, Assassin's Creed live-action show. Are you going Valhalla route? Are you going to Desmond? Are you going... Assassin's Creed are you doing something more Black Flag related like where like Assassin's Creed to Ubisoft means more than just classic Desmond Assassin's Creed stuff I mean they're talking about like we've gone to Ragnarok and we've gone to like you know the seas with Black Flag and stuff uh we've gone to London before with I think it was Syndicate uh went to the French Revolution with I think it was Unity or Assassin's Creed 3 um Unity yeah, um, I think American Revolution was three, wasn't it, or something like that? That yeah. was with those guns that take a long time to reload. Um, that that era, that was like Connor Assassin's Creed three. So it depends what you're doing with it. Um, although <laughs> they did, um, what was that anime that they, Cowboy Cowboy Bebop? I never saw any of that. That got very, very, very poorly received, and it got cancelled. Oh, that got dragged. Yeah, badly. That got dragged badly. so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. They tried to do that. I was going to start an episode at one point, and then I heard, like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, and then was reading on Twitter about, like, this doesn't, like, faithfully adapt anything, and it's bad, and I was like, okay, I can still watch it and come up with my own opinion and you know that's fair, fair enough and everything um and then it was like oh it's cancelled after one season i was like okay now now i'm not gonna like now i'm not gonna press play on it um resident evil awful show i um couldn't finish the pilot episode um cancelled too yeah yeah that's cancelled um do you remember they were supposed to do a division film with jake gyllenhaal um, I vaguely-ish remember I have no idea that. what's happened to that. That was announced about five years ago. Um, mm. That was going to be a Division Netflix film. Don't know where that is. Um, I've done an episode recently on Netflix talking about how they've got an IP problem. I think they should stop. I mean, I think the, the, the one exception I'm going to give, I think the Horizon thing will be a bit different and better because it's through PlayStation. I don't know about the Bioshock, Bioshock film. Um, we talked about, me, me and David talked about that on Geek Town. Um, but, yeah, you, you would have kind of thought business-wise, right? Like, looking at their catalogue, okay, Cowboy Bebop, okay, it's not a video game adaption, that didn't work. Resident Evil, that didn't work. There's been some other ones that, like, didn't work. The Witcher, they got very lucky with, that worked really, really well. 
Um, if this Assassin's Creed thing doesn't work, they should just... I mean, I think Netflix needs a bit of a reshuffle and they need to... I think that I think Netflix needs to either like buy some studios, create some new IP, and stop. I can't stress this enough with Netflix. Stop just com- commissioning random stuff, just random stuff. Because um, the other problem they come across is when they when they just like okay, green like that, green like that, green like that, and just just shove so much stuff onto there. It all just gets lost in incurated and messy and like the 90% of Netflix's films and TV shows don't get like trailers they don't get any promotion whatsoever um granted I think an Assassin's Creed show would get promotion and trailers and things like that but um I think Netflix needs to just like cut down like 90% of your production and just stop making so much stuff because it's just like I'll I'll log on to there to watch like Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous or whatever. And I'll probably scroll past like ten new things. I don't know if they're T V shows or films that I've never heard of, had no idea were in development, and they've got like decent stars attached to. And it's like why are you not telling anybody why are you not telling anybody about this 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 content and you're not promoting it or doing anything with it? I mean unless you're like the Crown or The Witcher or Stranger Things, especially Stranger Things Nobody's going to watch you on there. Nobody's going to watch your show on there. Um, and people talk all the time about like, oh, why is Netflix cancelling so many shows? It's because nobody knows that they're on the on on the on the platform <laughs> because they don't promote anything. Um, it's it's getting it's slowly gotten worse over a period of time, and it's gotten pretty bad now. But anyway, rant aside with that, um, yeah, I think and I I think it. I mean, are you going to put teen angst into this show? Like you did with Resident Evil, I just, I'm just completely fifty-fifty on this. It it could it could either succeed to the degree that The Witcher has, um, or it will just get cancelled after one season. So, um, what? How do you think? Let's be honest. I think The out? Witcher is the exception, not the rule. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you think this might work for Netflix? It won't. They'll put it out. It'll be a stinking pile of garbage, and then they'll cancel it. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, um, The Witcher is the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Even though it should be the template. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got Henry Cavill in it. You know, if you put Henry Cavill in your media, you got you got you got to be telling people about that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the Assassin's Creed stuff I've got. Um, I didn't. I, I know that like Rayman's going to be in Mario and Rabbids. Uh, what did you have for the Ubisoft information? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was way, way too much to cover um, fully. My only thing of interest is we're getting a new uh, uh, division, not necessarily a full game, but there's going to be a, a standalone function called Heartland that takes place in a uh, fictional city in the Midwest called Silver Creek. Um, no real date on it, but um, I like the division. I like the division, too. It's a decent enough uh, online shooter um, for being an online service, uh, so hopefully uh, it'll be good. So, hmm, yeah. Um, I don't know what you'd have to do. See, the thing is with me now, unless you just did a hey, here's a ten-hour story-focused division game, which I would play that. I'm gonna be obviously moving from Modern Warfare One to Two, so that's gonna be my multiplayer focus. 
I'm still going to dip into like multiverses and stuff like that because that's kind of a more casual, fun fighting game. Um, but if you were to try to pull me, because what you'd essentially say then is like, hey, could we pull you from one military shooter to the other, which is what the division is. And division's a good game. I played one and two. I don't think I finished Division 2, but I really like Division 1. I like Division 2 as well, I just didn't finish it. Um, yeah, unless you're doing like a story-focused thing where I can just go in there, play it for 10, 12 hours or so, you know, finish the story, um, I will do that. Because that would be, instead of me doing like, hey, grind for 200 hours in multiplayer, that would be more just sort of, hey, go in, get a story told to me, have the good Division gameplay, because I like the Division gameplay. Um, so we'll see how this works out in terms of that. Um, what would you want from a division game? Uh, a game to where the multiplayer wasn't so dependent on everything else. Cause ultimately that's what got me out of playing both the division and the division two. I mean, you do the story stuff, but then like all the really, really cool stuff, you have to be in like four player groups and I didn't have enough uh, mm-hmm. online friends that play that game. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else was there? Honestly, that was about it. I mean, there was a lot of stuff announced. Uh, there was all the Assassin's Creed stuff, the Rabbids game. Uh, they did a look at Skull and Bones. Uh, they announced a couple new games, but honestly, it was just it was way too much to like properly cover. Um, so you really mm-hmm. just can only take like the stuff you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. In terms of that Mario and Rabbids game, which I did really like the first one. Um, I don't need to see any other gameplay stuff. I'm just at a point with that where like, okay, I will, you know, see what new ideas are in there, which hopefully they will have some new ideas. Adding Rayman is very cool. Um, the Rayman community, which I am a part of because that community is a part of the Crash community. They're kind of like linked. Um, I'll see what that's like when that happens. Uh, I just, it's a point where like, okay, I don't need to see any more Mario and Rabbids. I can just play it when, uh, what's called Sparks of Hope. Um, I'll just play it when it comes out, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. So, um, in terms of Skull and Bones, I don't know. Um, that game's been in development hell for so long. Uh, I don't know that I really have the the interest in that. I've kind of, as most of you can probably tell, uh, I can't speak for Robert, obviously, but I've kind of like there was a point where I was t- sort of took a step back. I started listening to other opinions about Ubisoft, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, they have kind of like fallen off a bit and like Far Cry went to crap and they haven't made a Splinter Cell game in 10 years and Assassin's Creed died off and okay they've got these you know gems here and there with Mario and Rabbids but like okay Skull and Bones that might be good um but uh yeah so um there we go with that uh all right let's move on from Ubisoft then I suppose to Marvel and Disney uh, a couple of big announcements from that. Um, so yeah, they did their first uh, Blessing Eddie, Eddie Jr., who's from Kind of Funny, um, which, regardless of what you think of that company and the people there, um, Blessing is a very talented content creator, I think. I've heard him on various different things. Uh, he's a young, upcoming person. I'm not sure how old he is, if he's older than me or not, but um, I thought he presented this really, really well. Um, I had no idea he was on it either, by the way. I, I didn't know what to expect from, like, presentation-wise. Um, if it was going to be more like PlayStation Showcase or Nintendo Direct. Um, it was kind of a bit more like a Nintendo Direct. But um, no, I had no idea he was even going to be on it. I don't regularly listen to kind of funny stuff. I catch the odd video and the odd thing here and there. But, you know, I can't be listening to a 90-minute Games Daily show every day. And then on top of all the other stuff that they've got. But 
Um, that's that's just what there is. But aside from their content, I think Blessing's a very, very good host, um, very good content creator. I think he's well-spoken, really nice person, um, and I think he hosted the show really, really well. So uh, credit to him for that. But he hosted the first uh, first ever uh, Marvel and Disney Games showcase. Um, a lot of people had some negativity towards this about, like, oh, there was too many mobile games and this was a bad first attempt. I thought this was a good first attempt. Um, if you, this was to me where like, okay, there was about four out of 15 or so games I really liked, but those games that stood out really stood out. So even though you showed me a show where, okay, like the mobile games, I'm probably not going to play those. I'm not really interested in those. The stuff that stood out here really stood out. And that I think I still really liked it on that front. And as I've said multiple times for what a couple of years now. In terms of Warner Brothers and Disney and their two sets of IPs, I'm very, very interested in getting more games from those uh, IP. Whether it's you know Game of Thrones, DC, Disney, Marvel, Harry Potter. There's a lot of IP that they both have. Excuse me, that I'm very, very interested in. And this lined up perfectly with uh, with my my want for that. Um, so I'm not going to mention the games that I wasn't interested in. I did just write mobile games down. If you want to check some of those out, some of them are out now anyway. So uh, I'm assuming if you're interested in those, you're probably already playing them. Um, one thing that I'd uh, I think I'd heard of this before, but this was kind of a fresh announcement to me: Disney Illusion Island. Um, wait, was this the right one? Uh, Speed Racers. Oh, there was two of them, actually. I didn't write both the names down. There was a... Not that one, sorry. The one that was the um, Mickey Mouse game. Because there's there's two that... One I did write the name for down and one that I didn't. Uh, one of them was a sort of Animal Crossing-esque type Disney Pixar game. Which was announced before. I think it was in some sort of beta or alpha stage. But I hadn't mentioned it yet. And a new... To me, was a, a new game. Which was the... Um, so it's Mickey, Minnie... Goofy and uh, Donald Duck um, in a 2D like platforming type game with different mechanics and stuff. I thought this looked really good. Um, I thought it looked fun and it looked like an interesting kind of platformer. It seemed as well because I, I started trying to you know you know when you see a first bit of a gameplay and you're trying to figure out like how things are working and what am I being shown. And they started showing this game off, and it looked initially like it was going to be okay. So it's got, you've got the four carrots, obviously. But, like, are they working as a team? Are you doing a Ninja Turtles thing? Where if you're playing solo, you can only pick one of them. But then there seem to be bits later on in the gameplay where, like... No, you do play levels as them individually. But they've got their own special abilities. So I'm wondering... that The way I'd want this game to play out... And again, it wasn't fully clear. It was more sort of teaser-esque. Is... So they seem to all have, all four of them have like different different things they can do. Not necessarily powers or abilities, but different things that they can do. Different mechanics. If you have like, you switch between the four of them. Or you can pick from the four of them. And the level you play is designed around their things. That creates some interesting kind of variety. It It's so interesting now with Disney. And obviously it all started, all, all started with the mouse, didn't it? And then it was Pixar. And then it was, you know, Marvel. Then Star Wars. And now, obviously, you know, Fox has, has joined in. Um, and Disney has veered away a little bit from... Like, some people ask in this day and age, like, okay, what is 
Disney. Like it's so many because t- if you look at Disney now, it's so many different parts, right? You've got the MCU, you've got Star Wars, you've got shows on ABC, you've got shows on FX, you've got shows on Hulu, you've got shows on you know, you've got Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Fox, you've got Alien, you've got Predator, you've got Simpsons, you've got Die Hard, you've got uh, so many different things under that roof. The way I look at it is like you've got these individual parts of the bigger company. So everything is Disney, but then you've got separate parts within them. So like, okay, the MCU is part of Disney, but, you know, this, the Disney films are still Disney films and that. So, um, But in terms of like Disney actual stuff, we don't really get a lot, if any, Mickey, actual Mickey Mouse, you know, the original character content anymore i mean there's the odd um like children's cartoon i see pop up on disney plus like there was the alphabet learning thing and all that type of stuff which obviously is meant to be more for kids um again in terms of ip and going back to what i mentioned at the start of all this talk i've just done i am interested in like okay what could you do games wise with with uh like mickey and all those characters and given that this includes all four of them i think makes it more interesting i know there's been mickey mouse games in the past like there was the painting one and things like that but they're kind of in the past and that sort of stuff so um i don't know that there was the the black and white game on the ps1 as well which is meant to be really really difficult um i at least think this looks interesting i want to try it out um i do like those characters we just don't really have anything new for them now like we we don't get tv shows for them really we don't get films for them we don't really get games for them um what did you think of uh this game yeah i mean it looked interesting i don't know if it's something that's gonna be in my complete wheelhouse i'll have to wait until we get like a an actual chance to play it mm-hmm. yeah so um what are your thoughts on mickey mouse i suppose <laughs> eh, honestly i don't have any thoughts on it so okay okay um but yeah that, that's quite good um and then the game they have shown off before but they showed a bit more of um speed races which looks really really interesting to me um so yeah, the idea here is you've got these uh, obviously you've got your tracks they're themed around different levels i loved the look at the um monsters inc level you've got like the door the door rail room place and then like where the doors go and you can race through there and everything that looked really really cool um and you've got the carts that are themed around them and stuff, all the different characters, and they've got different things that they can do. Uh, so that's really, really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing like what fun you could do with this. And again, you could get some interesting, not necessarily crossover, but sort of like, okay, what does the Toy Story track look like? What does the Bugs Life track look like? What does the, well, we've seen the Monsters, Inc. one. What does the Pocahontas one look like? What does the Snow White one look like? Um, because the themed worlds that they've shown off so far, because they've shown more than just that, I think have looked really cool. Um, in this a kart racer, it'll be fun, but I love a lot of those Disney Pixar characters. I mean, I am a Disney, you know, kid. I grew up with Toy Story. I grew up with Hercules, all those different characters, and like you know, Monsters Inc. and you got like Cars and stuff like that. Um, I just thought, so this is a kart racer, right? Where you would have Sully, or you'd have Bars, or Woody, or Pocahontas, or Jack Sparrow in a cart. I don't remember them showing any Cars characters off yet. Do you think they will just be there? Like Lightning McQueen will just because you don't really, you wouldn't really put <laughs> like the car because Lightning McQueen himself is a car, right? He's a speed racing car, and you've got Mater, and you've got those other characters. 
I'm guessing if they are in this game, which I think that they are, they would just be themselves. Because you wouldn't put Lightning McQueen into a racing cart because he's already a car. Um, any thoughts on how that would that would work? I guess you would just race them as their normal characters because they're they're already cars, really. Yeah, just as their normal characters would make the most sense. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you'd have like you'd have like a bunch of six all in their carts and then just like Lightning McQueen as himself. In the uh, in the lineup, um, any thoughts on this? Are you much of a kart racer or person like that? Uh, I mean, I do enjoy the kart racer from time to time. Uh, being in that universe is obviously not is a uh, unique. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of fun that you could have with that. So that quite good. Uh, there's one that I'm deliberately leaving till the last, which is the one that I had most excitement for. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, they showed off some more new stuff. There's like a game within a game. Um, because Blessing started talking about how, um, almost as if I was, you know, like how Gwent worked in The Witcher, right? Like you could go off to a place or whatever and you could play Gwent separately, but then Gwent got released as a separate game. So there's like a mobile card game within this, sort of. Um, I don't know that I'll be doing much of that. I'll just want to go in there and do the story stuff. Uh, so that looked quite good. Um, I'm liking seeing these different, like these alternate versions of these characters because this is like a darker type, but these like a, a darker type versions of the Marvel characters. Like you've got different versions of Spider-Man and all these sorts of characters. Um, and it's turn-based, which is interesting. I've played some of those before. I've played the South Park games and I've played the Mario Rabbids games. They're not my go-to, but they can work for certain things. Um, what do you think so far of Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns? Uh, it's coming out December, they said. By the way, yeah, they uh, it was it was actually delayed till um, March of 2023, but then they announced it's going to be December 2nd this year at D23. Yeah. Um, it's I, I wouldn't call it so much darker as just that you know it's fighting a different type of entity. Mm-hmm. It's more of the magic um, undead kind of side of Marvel. Um, so we'll just have to see how that works. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's why Doctor Strange is in it. That would be the most. Yeah, and Blade is in it. Those two make the most sense mm-hmm. um, for that well. universe. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's coming out in December. That looks very, very good. It's almost like a um, like the Justice League Dark versions, kind of like that. Those sets of characters, sort of. Uh, so that looked quite good. Um, then Amy Henning's new game from Skydance. I didn't write the name down, but they've made a few games. Um, Captain America and Black Panther game is coming out. Uh, so we talked... I'm not going to say we reported. We talked about um, a few months ago that uh, her company... Um, Sky, yeah, Skydance New Media. I'm just looking at a screenshot that I took of um, information... Uh, wait, just to correct myself from earlier, so Disney Illusion Island is the Mickey and Family game I was talking about. Dreamlight Valley is the, the Animal Crossing type game. Um, I didn't write that down in my actual notes, but I took screenshots of that stuff. So, uh, that's the, those are those two different games. So the Illusion Island is the Mickey 2D, uh, platforming one, and, uh, Dreamlight Valley is the Animal Crossing style Disney game. 
Um, says here, uh, because Skydance New Media's upcoming Marvel game is set during World War II, Steve Rogers won't be teaming up with T'Challa. Instead, it will be T'Challa's grandfather, Azuri, A-Z-Z-U-R-I. Uh, I'm not familiar with that version of that, uh, that with that character at all. Um, so, yeah, you got some different stuff going on. So, yeah, um, they kind of subtitled this as, like, Captain America and Black Panther. It seems like it's Captain America versus Black Panther um, for this. Two characters I'm very, very interested in. Um, I think both have the potential for really good game mechanics. I know that those you can play as those characters in the Avengers game. Um, playing as Captain America in that Avengers game was, like, the one good thing you could kind of do. Like, th- throwing the... Uh, I must said frisbee. Throwing the uh, shield around was was quite fun. I never got to playing um, Black Panther in that. Yeah, pretty big, uh, pretty big news there. Um, I think this is supposed to be separate from was it EA or was it Ubisoft? Somebody announced or reported recently that there's a Black Panther game in development. I think that's separate to this. This is Amy Henning's studio's game, so you could get more. Uh, Black Panther, um, and we're also getting obviously Wakanda Forever. So mm-hmm. I think this is exciting. I think this is really interesting. Um, a few people were saying like a couple of days ago, like, "Oh, Amy Henning's track record is like not good, and she's not released anything recently." The reason she hasn't released anything recently is because she went from, I think it was Uncharted Two, because she she was at Naughty Dog, then she was at EA, and now she's got her own thing, which is Skydance. There was a there. There's a the reason there's a bit of a gap in her CV, yeah. To say, is um I think it was Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Is either that or a different Star Wars game? I think it was two different Star Wars games. She was working with EA on on Star Wars games at some point, and both because if we remember like the purge that EA did with Star Wars games, they've cancelled like three or four or five of those things. Um, a few of those were supposed to be Amy Henning's games. So the reason she hasn't released anything in a while, apart from uh the Saints and Sinners Walking Dead game is because the games that she was working on and these games take a long time you know games take what three five years if not more to to make these days um that's the reason she's not released anything in a while because you know post once she left Naughty Dog and everything uh she went to EA and then she got kind of screwed over because the games that she was going to release got cancelled then she said screw you to EA because why would you not uh and then made her own studio which hey she's working on a very cool looking very exciting uh marvel game um what do you make of uh black panther and captain america though uh the trailer looked interesting mm. um i think it has a potential like any other game to be really good whether or not it actually is we'll just have to wait until we can get some actual gameplay um on it uh so we'll just have to wait for scene for that definitely definitely um which one would you prefer to play as if you got the option uh, honestly, I wouldn't have a preference. It would just kind of depend on if do they all play the same or do they have different roles, like in an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to have more specifics before I could even tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So that is really, really interesting. Really good. Um, and a bit of a, like a shift for those characters. Like the versions everybody's probably familiar with is the MCU versions, right? I know that there's obviously mm-hmm. the versions from the Avengers, there's the comic book ones, but the one, the two that, you know, the general public probably knows is, obviously, uh, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa, and obviously, um, what's his name, Chris Evans, um, 
Captain America. Those are those are probably the two versions. Like when you say to the general public, you know, Black Panther or Captain America, those are probably the two that come to mind. Um, Sam Wilson will be in more people's minds soon because uh, he'll get his own film and that t- sort of stuff. But obviously, Steve Rogers has got a longer history as Captain America in the MCU, so uh, that should be very very good. Looking forward to that. Um, then the one that. I don't know if it got me most excited. Again, I'm really looking forward to all these games. Um, Dreamlight Valley, which, good news for me, this game's already out. <laughs> and I apparently it already was. I don't know if I knew that already. Uh, this game's already out. Now, when you put on a Disney Marvel game showcase, and you open up a trailer, and you start showing me Toy Story stuff, that's how you get me. I don't know about you and other people and other other fans of other things that's how you get me and when you show off a game that's called dreamlight valley and a bit different to things i've played before i've you know dipped my toe into animal crossing good game not quite for me um but if you take the idea of a animal crossing-esque game and you say hey matt forget about the animal crossing themes we're gonna do disney and pixar that's that's how you get my interest for something like that because Again, different types of worlds. They showed like some stuff from I think it was actually Bonnie's room, um, from from Toy Story, um, and they showed in this trailer. They didn't quite make it clear if this was from the upcoming expansion or the thing that you can get, or the thing at the moment. You can create a character, um, a bit similar to how you could do in the um. Do you remember that Disneyland game where you could walk around Disneyland and you could like ride different attractions which was a very 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 limited game there was only about eight different levels which for a night first for a studio like disney pixar is you know not not very many uh but obviously that was a while ago um you can walk around these different like created disney and pixar worlds with all, all the fun joyful characters because that's what pixar and disney is about having that fun joy and all the emotions with that and i can walk around with buzz and woody or two other characters. That's. Yeah. That's a really 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 amazing. Idea to me. Obviously that's like a very. You know. Personal choice thing and everything. A personal opinion type thing. A personal preference. Because um, I would happily walk through the whole game. With the two of them. Uh, by my side. Or if it would be. You know. If you could choose Jesse. Or Ham. Or uh, any of those. Any of those other characters. Um. It seems like people are really enjoying this game as well. I went and read some like comments and things, and people are really enjoying this game. They're really looking forward to the uh, Toy Story expansion. Uh, I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm not going to play it yet. I want to finish Last of Us Part One. I want to check out the COD beta once I've sort of cleared those two things off a little bit. Because um, I don't, I don't want to go jumping into another new game while I'm in the middle of one, and there's a beta for another one coming up. I just don't want to be like a bit all over the place with that. Uh, for those of you that are wondering, the basic version of this game is £25 on the PlayStation Store. That's for the PS4 and PS5 version, so if you're on PS4, you can still get that. It's on Xbox as well. I think it's on Game Pass, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, I love I love this idea. Um, hopefully, I'll enjoy it gameplay-wise, but if you, do, if you just, you know, you get me to create a character and I can dress that character up with Disney Pixar-themed um, clothing... And I can walk around a Disney Pixar sort of world. And I can make stuff and do things. That sounds like a very, very cool idea to me. Um, Robert, what do you think of uh, this game? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like any other game that's got the potential to be super cool. Uh, whether or not it is, we just... And I, I hate sounding like a broken record on this, but <laughs> until we get our hands on it, we won't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you play much Animal Crossing? No. I can't remember. Uh, I own it. I play it a little bit every now and then, but it's it doesn't suck me in like it does with some people. Like... Uh, the two streamers that I interviewed, uh, Mel and Kira, they both love love on Animal Crossing. They could play that for hours. I get bored after ten minutes. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So would that idea, but Disney Pixar theme, to be more interesting to you? It's not so much the theme of it that is doesn't suck me in. It's more kind of the world. Like I play world builders all the time. Yeah. Um. Last week when I was on um, uh, David's show. We talked about Farthest Frontier, and that's a world builder. And I can sit and play that for six hours. Um, but Animal Crossing, it's just there's just something about the world that just doesn't click with me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so yeah, when Blessing was saying like this game's out now, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, really surprising to me. Apparently, it's been out for. I, I looked at the release date. I think it said this the. What did it say? The sixth of the ninth or something? I can't remember what the release date was, but it's, it's it didn't come out yesterday. It's been out for a bit of time. So um, yeah, again, walking around a Disney Pixar themed world. That that sounds that that could almost be like a better version of the theme park stuff that we had with the other game. Um, and again, you've got so many characters. Disney Disney especially, you've got so many characters that you could pull from. Um, there's there's so 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 many games that you could make. Can you think of different genres, different characters, different crossovers, different worlds, different stories? Um, there's there's so many that you could do. This is why that's why I really enjoyed this uh, thing. I mean, with with these games that we got here, right? You've got a 2D platformer, you've got a kart racer, you've got a turn-based fighting game, you've got a presumably third-person action game, Captain America: Black Panther, probably something like that. And then you've got like a third person building city sort of type game. Um, so already they're, they're dipping their toes into all that. And we've already had a bit of success, you know, with the Spider-Man games and things like that. Uh, I just wish the Avengers games was uh, was a bit better. So anyway, that's what i got for this week, Robert. Very, very excited about those games. And of course, once I start Dreamlight Valley, um, at some point I will, of course... Um, that would be a good game to stream. You'd probably just see me grinning for the entire time, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's what I got this week, Robert. How about yourself? All right. Well, I do have a couple of things. I, like we were talking earlier, um, if we covered everything that happened this week, well, this would be a nine-hour podcast. Uh, so I'm just going to limit it to the two things that uh, I think are the most important. Um, first off, Microsoft is officially moving on. They are ending their Xbox 360 free games with gold program this month. Um, now, that doesn't mean they're ending games with gold completely. It's just they're doing it on the 360 console. So if you still have that console and you still play it, um, you'll still be able to play your games, um, but you're not going to be getting the uh, games with gold anytime after that, after the end of the month. Um, the free games were are Gods Will Fall, that I've heard, never heard of. Uh, Double Kick Heroes, never heard of that. Thrillville, never heard of that. And then Portal 2. Um, so at least one decent game that we've heard of in Portal 2. Um, if you've never played Portal, 
Uh, it's very, very fun puzzly game, but man, it will break your brain. <laughs> it's like it, it will twist it into noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did play Portal 1 back on my Xbox 360, whatever year that came out. Portal 2 came out, and I was just like, I think I'm good. I don't really know why, but it just, I don't know, it came out, and I was like, I enjoyed the first one. Um, the ending of that game was quite interesting, and I just didn't really want to, I don't know, I just didn't really want to go and play the, the second one. I don't know that I will, necessarily. Um, I don't know what the story continues with in Portal 2, but the the ending of that first game is very, very cool, I think. And I was like, huh, that's quite an interesting sort of mm-hmm. end point. So, uh, have you played Portal 1 or 2? Yeah, I played Portal. Um, I had to get walkthroughs on most of the levels because <laughs> it's not easy. No, no. Did you play second one? Uh, no. No. Okay. Like, I like it's a it's a the, my brain just does not work in that way to figure out those solutions. Yeah, yeah. You're doing things upside down. They get twisted around at different points. So uh, if you're up for that, the, that game is there. So, um, so that's the type of game where one of the issues you could have with live streaming a game is if you get stuck for 10 minutes because you also can't edit a stream that's ongoing and live because it's happening right at that moment um like if you do a recorded let's play for a game with a puzzle you could just cut out the five or ten minutes the way you were stuck uh you can include a couple of attempts but you can you get what i mean you can edit the recorded video but if you're live on twitch you're, you're live on twitch or youtube or whatever um, because I've I've been in situations where you know because I've I've dabbled in streaming I've done some streaming here and there. Um, I've had instances where I've been stuck on a game on on Twitch and I'm like I have to get off of this like part of the game. This is like you know I was looking at the clock and five minutes and ten minutes and times is going. But um, I suppose if if it's like because I've I've had people joining now and again. I've had people saying things now and again. I suppose if you've got like an active Twitch community, people can you know. If they want to do the backseat gaming thing and say, hey, you should try to do this instead, then you can get through it and then you can keep going. Um, so I suppose for, for certain people, for certain communities, it would be a good Twitch game. Um, but not for not for everyone necessarily. Uh, but no, it's on there if you want it. In terms of the other games, again, just um, they might be good, but it's it's become what it's become. Uh, I don't think we want to beat a dead horse with... Uh, mm-hmm. With our comments on games with gold, um, do you think people will notice that there's no more 360 games being added? I don't think so. I also don't think people will care because Microsoft has been moving away from that yeah. way too much, and then just they put all their eggs in the uh, Game Pass, you know, yeah. basket, yeah. and you know can't really blame them for it because it's working for them. They don't, the right. numbers prove it out. The numbers also prove out that you put something on there and then after it's taken off people buy those games mm-hmm. the numbers also prove that out as well so yeah yeah i was just thinking i did talk last week wasn't it we talked about the ps plus games yeah i remember doing that yeah siphon fit with two uh sly cooper ps3 stuff yeah which we've covered that already so um that just popped into my head with the the opposition um i haven't got a clue what's being added to that nintendo online thing these days i don't really see many posts or discussion about that so no there we go um all right what else you want to talk about today uh well the last thing i have to talk about is the update that microsoft is doing for their elite controller we talked about um after the sony presser that their sony's finally doing an elite version of their ps5 controller well microsoft decided we're just gonna make ours more appealing 
Uh, first off, they announced that they're doing a core, what they call the core edition, for the Elite Wireless Controller Series 2. Um, it comes in at a reduced price. It's uh, 130 US, which is 115 in pounds. Um, but in, it's the controller, so it's the same Elite controller. You're just not getting all the accessories, like the carry case, the extra back paddles, the extra thumbsticks, things like that. Those are now bundled separately in what they're calling a complete component pack, which comes in at $60 US and $46, 46 pounds. Um, so price-wise, if you order them both, it's basically the same price. But they also announced that they've retooled their building process to get a better build quality out of the series controllers. Um, so the, that and then the added bonus of the component pack is that if your controller works but you've lost or some of the components have been damaged, um, then you can just get replacement components for it. Um, mm -hmm. So, and like I said, 130 I, I wouldn't spend $130 on a pro controller. No. But then again, I wouldn't, or I wasn't going to spend the 180 on the Elite Controller 2 anyway. So um, if the 180 is out of your range, you know, the 130s, still money, but not as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for me with Xbox controllers, I'm good with my Series X controller. It's still new and fresh. I mean, I've only had mine, what, a month or so, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, don't use it as much as I would like to, just because, again, the games that are on Xbox, I've played most of the first-party ones that I'm interested in. Uh, from those things, I still play FIFA with Dad and you know that type of stuff. I'm just just waiting for those uh, twenty plus studios to to release games for for Microsoft, and then we can dig into some of those. Um, Starfield's obviously going to be be a big one. Um, the only interest I have in upgrading any controller or adding anything to any controller is simply just two back buttons for the the DualSense, and that's for the uh, COD mechanics I've talked about before. So I can. So I can basically press and or hold um, square or circle while still keeping my thumb on the right analog stick. So that's that's all I really want. But in terms of like the Xbox controller and the DualSense, um, they're both great. They're the one the ones that I've got are both great. Um, obviously, I love the haptic feedback with DualSense. I think that that massively sets it apart from any other controller I've used. Um, and again, I have to stress this as well. If you have heard the the haptic feedback being explained and you think, oh, it sounds gimmicky and this and that, or you sound impressed by it, but, um, you know, you're wondering about it, I'll never be able to describe, and I'm doing actually an upcoming podcast talking about the haptic feedback. There's an episode I've got planned that I'll be doing soon. Um, yeah, trying to describe why haptic feedback is so good is nearly impossible because even when I was having haptic feedback described to me, I was like, oh, this sounds like something that I'd really want. And even if you do a YouTube video where you hold a controller and you show it, you have to feel it. You ha you just have to feel it. But once you get your hands on a DualSense and you boot up something like, especially Astro's Playroom, which is a goldmine for that, um... You'll you'll notice more of the the bit why it's such a big deal. Um, because there are still people out there who haven't gotten a PS5 for what whatever particular reason, and like, oh, I don't really know about this haptic feedback. It sounds gimmicky, and it's not going to be great. Um, it's one of the best things I've experienced with gaming. Um, but yeah, those are the only things I really want to do with my controllers. It's just just two little buttons for the back of the controller. That's all I I really want. So. Um, again, if they if they look at the same accessory they released for the DualShock 4, 
um, which is like this thing that you you plug into the um, headphone jack and it curves around the back and has two buttons on it. Just something like that will do. I don't need to buy like a whole controller for it either. Um, I know that they've got the um, pro version of the uh, DualSense they talked about a few weeks ago. Um, that's a fine version, but that that's more expensive than what I'm needing. And I don't necessarily need like the removable buttons and all this kind of stuff. I just want something I can stick on the controller with two extra buttons. That's it. So mm-hmm. how and about that's you? That's why I've never really said anything about the haptic feedbacks, just taking your word for it. Cause I know it's something that you have to do hands on. That's mm-hmm. not a, a, you know, anything physical like that interactive like that is not something you're going to be able to describe yeah. accurately yeah. without people actually using it and being like, Oh, okay. This is a thing. Yeah, well, so, you you won't know until you feel it, basically. Yeah. So, but like from the get go, once I'd heard it described, I was like, "Yes, this sounds like something I'm interested in." Then I tried it out, and I was like, "Yes, this is what I wanted." Um, for for any kind of ex- for for a bit more of a basic example of one that might be a little bit more understandable, there is and there's there's a video you can go and watch, which is one of my videos. I'll just explain quickly. There's a feature in the Last of Us Part One, which I can't remember what it's called. It's in the accessibilities. Um, it's to do with speech through haptic feedback and how it basically works if you put either on your neck or somebody else's neck and not, I'm not talking about strangling I'm just talking about touching if you touch your neck or someone else's neck um, by the obviously where the throat is and obviously as you or somebody else talks your throat will have that vibration filled to it if you switch that on in the game um, and it it works with NPCs, it works with the main characters, it works in the cutscenes, it works through every single speech thing in in the game. Not through the not through the narrator that you can enable, but the characters when they speak, and you can feel that through the controller. So d- just as a bit more of a un- more understandable example. So if you were to like you know start speaking, you put your panned on where your throat is and you can feel the vibration try to imagine feeling that on a controller when a character is talking that's and it works exactly the same way and the cool part about the frequency part of it is if a character is more further away or they're speaking more quietly it does actually like change its frequency for that as well which is quite cool so i'll be like creeping up on an area somewhere obviously trying to do it stealthily and i'll hear a character moving around um, like an enemy saying, hey, did you see the girl or did you see the guy, you know, whatever they would say. And as that NPC is turning around or, you know, that they're, they're speaking to their enemy companion, as they're speaking and they're moving further away or closer, I will feel that enemy's speech at the distance from that, if that makes sense. It's, it's quite cool. It's quite cool to, uh, to have that. So, um, But the reason I'm bringing that up is because you can while I'm explaining that, touch your own neck, say something, and you can think, okay, that feeling, but through a controller, through a character speech, so, very cool stuff. Um, anyway, aside from all that, uh, what would you like for your controllers, Robert? Um, well, the one thing that I liked when I saw the the PlayStation controllers, I liked the modular nature of it. I'm a big fan of anything modular, um, because then if an independent individual component fails it's a lot easier to replace that component. Because if you saw mm-hmm. the video for the PlayStation, you could actually pull that whole section for one of the analog sticks out and put that back in. And I thought, that's a cool idea. 
because that way you know if there's uh drift on one of your sticks um just replace the stick it's not that hard mm-hmm. um and that and that's like a, the weirdest thing to care about but it's also fixes the most problems with the least amount of effort um so you don't have to completely disassemble the controller to replace one component you don't have to send it off for repairs like they even do that anymore i don't know um you can just pop a part out and pop another part back in um the only thing and i've said this repeatedly on the podcast just make me not afraid of breaking it because that's why i hardly ever played my ps3 because i was always afraid that if i sneezed too hard (laughs) i'd snap that controller in half yeah that's that's not a good controller yeah yeah so i don't like the way that those triggers are curved that makes no sense to me yeah my thing my fingers were always sliding off of it i always for the (laughs) analogs it always never made sense to have that concaved instead of convex so that you're just your thumbs just sliding right off they're too they're too wide as well the tops of those so um so yeah if you want to by the way the video example i was going to recommend uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, which is Entertainment Talk Plays, just search for that on YouTube. Click on the click on the channel. Uh, go to videos. Scroll down a bit. Um, where you get to the two-hour Last of Us Part One launch episode. Open that. Probably skip it forward a little bit of time. And there's a point in the episode where I switch the haptic feedback thing that I'm mentioning on, and I try to explain it in the best way that I can. That's a a video example of that. Uh, again, you can't feel the same thing I'm feeling through the controller, but if you want a uh, kind of a video example of what I explained, uh, that's the best that I can suggest for that. And if you want to, you can watch the whole video, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. So, um, is that last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, that's the last thing I had. Cool. Uh, we do have one more email. Of course, we read Harrison's and Beth's earlier which was about assassin's creed if you would like to write in let us know your thoughts feelings questions comments if you've experienced haptic feedback writing about that if you haven't if you've got any other questions i'll answer those the best that i can uh, again i can't put a controller in your hand for you and do that but if you've got any questions about that let us know what you're playing what do you think of all these games that were announced because this was basically us just talking about games that were announced or had gameplay stuff shown off um what do you think of the 360 games going from games with gold did you notice? Are you going to notice? Whatever. Uh, let us know all your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also an email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in your show notes. Jack writes in and says, Do you think CD Projekt Red, the Cyberpunk developers, will end up pulling a No Man's Sky with Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, so, for that, so those of you that are not familiar with what Jack is mentioning, uh, of course... No Man's Sky from Hello Games. That's the developer, right? Uh, Sean mm. Murray, I think is his name. Um, obviously, No Man's Sky came out, was it 2017-ish, I want to say? Four or five years ago? Something like that. Uh, came out, and a bunch of the stuff that was supposed to be in the game wasn't in the game. Um, I've never been like fully clued up on everything, because I've never actually played No Man's Sky. Um, but there was a bunch of stuff to where like things didn't work or the game didn't look right. It, it didn't come out the way it was supposed to, and there was stuff missing from the game, similar to how Cyberpunk went, um, in different contexts but similar. And from what I remember, No Man's Sky, I think issued refunds and things like that to some people. They went away for like a year or so. They said like in terms of updates for the game, they went away for like a really really long time. They came back. 
So instead of like tweeting every few weeks or every few months of like, hey, new No Man's Sky update coming out, they just went away. Um, some people thought that like Sean Murray had just like run off and like not left the country, but just like you know tried to just disappear, um, type of thing. But uh, no, him and his team um, went away and they worked for like a year without without putting out like video updates and tweets and stuff. People thought that they had just ditched No Man's Sky. Um, but, uh, cause I, th- I think they mentioned like, Hey, we're going to go away and work on this game. But there's, there's a difference between a developer saying that and then updating you and a developer saying that and then just kind of going away for a while. So they went away for a long, long, long time, about a year or two. Um, and then they came back and they had just this massive, massive update, which like for most of the people redeemed the game. I don't know myself about that cause I never played the game. Uh, I don't know what it used to be like and what it's like now. Um, so they came back and they basically did like a giant update and they said, here's a bunch of features, there's a bunch of stuff, you know, things that we said to you were going to be in the game, that type of update. And then since then, every sort of three to six months, maybe nine months, every every couple of months, I'll I'll read and I'll hear about like, oh, New Man's Sky update, and they added this, and they added that, and they added this, and they added that. Um, today, in 2022, the No Man's Sky community is a really good one. Uh, there's a lot of positivity around that game. Um, they basically just did like a ginormous turnaround with that game, and the process of it took a long time, obviously, because game development is not hard, it is not easy. Um, do I think that will happen with Cyberpunk? I think they've, I think, and this isn't putting CD Projekt Red down. Um, I think they've done about half of what No Man's Sky has done. Um, granted, No Man's Sky has been out longer than what Cyberpunk has, so there's the differences in that. Um. The most important part about CD Projekt Red's thing with Cyberpunk is they did that next-gen patch, and that really did clear the game up and make it run a lot better for current-gen. I mean, because if you're playing the game on, like, a PS4 or an Xbox One and you moan about, like, frame rates or graphics and stuff, it's because you're playing on an older console. Um, But obviously those people that brought the game on, you know, Series X or PS5 or PC would expect a higher end performance of that game right because you've got it on a better console especially if you're on pc where you can obviously use whatever stuff you've got um it it depends after because now they are in the stage where like the game's in a pretty good state um from at least when i last played it and heck even before all even before most of the updates i still very much enjoyed my time on ps4 i still think i got pretty lucky with how my game went with that, and I had the odd glitch, the odd bug here and there, but I didn't have anything sort of like, oh, this has happened and it's destroyed my experience of the game. So I guess I got a bit lucky with that, which that's just my own experience with the game. I can't speak to everybody else's. In terms of doing a No Man's Sky type thing, it depends. Let's say in like three to five years, what 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 does Cyberpunk look like in three years time? Um, does it have a bunch of expansions and new stuff and like a almost a different game? Um. I don't know because they've got like the Netflix show now. They're working on a new Witcher game. Um, I think they're doing some other stuff as well. So they are they are eventually going to move on from Cyberpunk. So it's a different situation to Hello Games because Hello Games was just working on No Man's Sky and then that's it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if they'll completely do. I don't know if they need to do as much as what No Man's Sky has done, or just to a point where like, okay, we've sat we've satisfied the players and we've made our game. Not just playable, but in a good state as well. Um, what what do you think of? Uh, I suppose comparing these two 
these two games in his development, Robert? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's no different than uh, when we talk about Fallout 76. I mean, it's taken yeah, yeah. them a while to get it to a playable state, but it is in a playable state now, so... Yeah, and they've, they've added some free stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually getting ready to do the next uh, season next week, um, the next expansion. Uh, they're bringing back uh, The Pit, which is a uh, Fallout 3 expansion, I believe. Oh, okay. Is that like a fan favorite thing that they bring? I don't know. You get a lot of disagreement with uh, favorites between Fallout 3 and Fallout uh, 4, and, okay. and New Vegas, rather. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would want... I'm more of a 3 fan. I know other people are... Oh. Yeah? I said I'm more, I'm more of a 3 fan, but I know a lot of people are big on the um, New Vegas hype train. Okay. Okay. Um, the only thing for me I would want... like, cause what, what would I want added to Cyberpunk? Um, I would like a the train cart system in the game. I think that would be fun um i remember there was a suggestion on a fan forum thing i read somewhere once that said like what if you could do not only just include the train cart stuff where you actually go into a train station and you get on the train because if we remember the first full trailer we ever got for cyberpunk it started on that and it was this like cool thing where v was walking through the, the train and he'd be talking about how bad the city is and then he'd look out the window and you'd see night city um i think that was the first full trailer that we had so there was some stuff that, there's some stuff that you could do with that um i don't think that they'll add that to it you still just got the fast travel system where you go up to a box that's near a train station you click on it and then you click on your next station thing which is fine it it works there's there's, there's nothing wrong with it um it would just be kind of cool to travel in a futuristic train cart thing in cyberpunk and then put some story stuff on there i think that would be cool um, I don't think I don't think they'll do that. I'm not disappointed by that necessarily. That would just be a like a bonus on top of the game that I already played. So, um, yeah. Any, anything else you'd want to happen with Cyberpunk? Any specific mechanics? No. Or, um, or I tried what? playing it when I got my Series X, and like I talked about, I was going through the uh, the intro mission, and a character just walked through the terrain, and everything exploded. I'm like, yeah, still bugged. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's Jack's question, and that is uh, so. To answer that question, uh, ask me again in three years. Um, but um, will they end up pulling a No Man's Sky? Not to. I don't think to the degree that No Man's Sky has done, but I think Cyberpunk is in a good state right now. That's my that's my answer to that question. So, uh, but again, ask me in three years when they've developed some other stuff because I don't work there and I don't know what they've got planned. So, um. By the way, I didn't see a t- video pick up, uh, pop up from Tyler McVicker. Unless YouTube's hiding his channel from me again, which is probably the case. Uh, anyway, that's what we've got for you for this week's Gaming Talk episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, if you want to find more of our stuff, more of our podcasts, you can find them on entertainmenttalk.org and on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for the same name, TV, Games, Films and May Night Podcasts. Uh, May Night will be, will be back playing football soon it'll either it'll either be this thursday or next weekend so not the upcoming weekend the one after that um all the thursday in between that i'm not really sure i'm not really sure possibly this thursday if not this thursday then probably next thursday 
because they said that there's like a 12 day mourning period or something for for that um i don't know don't know what's going on but we will we'll know at some point soon um Although the game for Thursday is still written as scheduled, so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, TV, games, films, main night, podcast, entertainmenttalk.org. Podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Please check out the other episodes of things that we've got uh, for all of that. There's obviously the categories list. There's the search button, and you can find different episodes that we've done. Uh, you can also support Entertainment Talk by either simply listening to more episodes on the places that we've mentioned that they are on. So check out our stuff over there. Uh, word of mouth, social media. You can um, use word of mouth, simply tell other people about what we do and where they can find our content. Uh, Social media as well. Uh, You can use different social media platforms and share our episodes around on those if you want to as well. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for every podcast review options. Have a look at those as well if you'd like to for that. Uh, TV and film news, as we mentioned, D23 happened this weekend and some other stuff happened and some renewals, cancellations air dates, pickups, all that TV and film news stuff. If you want to find out more about that, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, uh, Geektown Radio episodes, which is the weekly podcast, comes out on Tuesdays as run by our co-host and friend David. So check out Geektown's website for your TV and your film news. Um, lots of Disney-related things going on at the moment. If you want some Twitch content, Bex is still doing that regularly over on Twitch. Uh, she's Oh, by the way, um, I haven't messaged her about it yet, but she's been nominated for an award uh, if you go to best way I can recommend that you find the link. If you search for Trista B Y T E S, which is her name across platforms, uh, so anywhere like Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, um, she put on Twitter um, about the fact that she's been nominated. I think it was for Charity Streamer of the Year. I can't remember the full title of it, uh, but she's been nominated for something. Uh, go to her Twitter profile. If you scroll down a bit you'll probably be able to find the link for that go and vote for her in the category um please that would be really really good if you could do that if if we could get our audience to vote for her uh, i've seen david promoting it as well so this is me promoting it i'll also tweet out about it later as well so uh, go and vote for bex on there uh congratulations to her for doing that she's a very very talented very good content creator so go and support what she's doing either by voting for her and or preferably and uh, checking out how her content uh, Twitch Trista B Y T E S. Uh, she does chat streams, retro streams, Tomb Raider, classic games. Uh, she's a classic retro gamer streamer person. So go and check out her content. If you want sort of post updates, she posts things on Twitter and Instagram as well. So uh, get involved with Bex's stuff. Trista B Y T E S. Go and check out what she's doing over there. Uh, did you see that today that she was nominated for that? I did not, but I just congratulated her. She's on uh, Jason Badbury's stream doing their weekly uh, quiz show. Nice, nice. So go and check out uh, what she's doing and go and support her. Uh, for us, we're on Twitch as well, eTalk UK. Um, if you're wondering why I've not been nom- not been nominated for anything, it's because I don't stream regularly, so I wouldn't expect to be. But, uh, and I don't congrats- stream at all, so... Right, right, so uh, kind of makes sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to find us on Twitch, eTalk UK, E-T-A-L-K UK... Uh, on Twitch, as for uh, our streams, FIFA career mode episodes, and game clips. If you want to find all of that archived over on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, like I said, go and check out the haptic feedback example with the Last of Us stuff. There's game clips, videos, all sorts of cool stuff over there. Go and check that out as well. I've still got some game clips to put up on the channel. Entertainment Talk Plays over on there. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>